Good morning. I'm Aya Wimala, and it's September the 16th. Beautiful day here. We're going to have a hot weekend, but today it's kind of, I've heard at least three people yesterday say, this is my perfect weather. Warm and sunny, but not, uh, not humid. But I think we're going back to that, to that this weekend. So today we'll be grateful for everything we have. I was going to be at a beautiful new park that I discovered with a couple of friends and uh, our plans had to change, so I'm still hoping that can happen, but not today. So today we're on day six, day um, 13 of our pilgrimage to India and the sacred sites from this lovely book full of teachings that you can read and share if you're on a pilgrimage to the sacred sites of the of uh, where, where the Buddha was born and where he became enlightened and his first talk and his uh, death, his final liberation, final Nibbana, Padi Nibbana. And this beautiful book has been compiled by Ken and Visaka Kawasaki from the many, many pilgrimages they've taken or guided people on. They live in uh, Sri Lanka now. And part of the book is just talking about those places and suttas, some different teachings that were uh, written near nearby or connect to the locations in some way. And then there's a uh, part of the companion is a is a, a 35 days of daily re- reading, short readings, and then short reflections. And I think there it's it's a really lovely thing to do. Um, you can create something like that on your own, and then have something to begin your morning with, or when you have, if you have evening practice or morning practice, you have something automatically that you can read and reflect on. So we're reading the 35 days and we're, we're on day 13. So today the reading is called Families and the reflection is very short and it's called Generosity. And then we'll sit with our remaining time. So if you like, you can be sitting in your meditation posture, even as I read these uh, short pieces. And the reflection especially, you can just let that be maybe uh, something that you can just have in your mind as you sit. And you can use the meditation as a reflection. So you can close your eyes and just listen. Families. Once the Buddha was staying at Parawika's mango grove in Nalanda at a time when the city was in the grip of a severe famine. At the same time, Niganta Nataputta was also staying in Nalanda, and Asi Banda Kaputta, one of his lay disciples, visited him. Come, Niganta Nataputta said to him, refute the doctrine of the ascetic Gotama. 
Then people will say, Asibanda Kaputta, the head man, has refuted the doctrine of the ascetic Gotama, who is so powerful and mighty. So Gotama, of course, is the Buddha, and the other people talking, their teacher, a teacher and a student of a different group of ascetic uh, wanderers, they would all kind of stay at the same place and sometimes have discussions between the groups. And the student says, How venerable, sir, shall I refute the doctrine of the ascetic Gotama? Approach the ascetic Gotama, Niganta Nataputta instructed, and ask him, Venerable sir, doesn't the Blessed One praise compassion toward families and the protection of families? If he answers yes, you should, you should say to him, Then why, venerable sir, is the Blessed One wandering with a large sangha of bhikkhus at a time of famine? The Blessed One is practicing for the destruction of families. When the ascetic Gotama is posed this dilemma by you, he will be able neither to throw it up nor to gulp it down. Asibandakaputta agreed to do this, paid his respects to his teacher, Naganta Nataputta, and went to see the Buddha. After paying homage, he sat down to one side and asked, Venerable Sir, doesn't the Blessed One praise compassion toward families and the protection of families? Yes, Headman, the Tathagata praises compassion toward families and the protection of families. Then why, Venerable Sir, is the Blessed One wandering with a large Sangha of bhikkhus at a time of famine? The Blessed One is practicing for the destruction of families. Headman, the Buddha replied, I recollect ninety-one eons back, but I do not recall any family that has ever been destroyed merely by offering cooked alms food. On the contrary, every rich family whatsoever has become so from giving from truthfulness and from self-control. There are eight causes there are eight causes for the destruction of families. Thieves, fire, water, not finding treasure they may have hidden or stored, mismanagement of business, a family member becoming a wastrel, and finally, impermanence. While these eight causes for the destruction of families exist, if anyone who accuses the Tathagata of practicing for the destruction of families does not abandon that assertion and relinquish that view, then, according to his deserts, he will be reborn in hell. When this was said, Asibanda Kaputta praised the Buddha and took refuge in the Triple Gem. And that's from the Samyutta Nikaya 42.9. So no one ever suffered from being generous. I like that. The reflection is called generosity. is very short. The Buddha said, If beings knew as I know the results of sharing gifts, 
they would not enjoy their use without sharing them with others, nor would the taint of stinginess obsess the heart and stay there. Even if it were their last morsel of food, they would not enjoy it without sharing it, if there were anyone to receive it. That's from the Itivutaka 26. That's a, uh, that, that the Buddha saying that about generosity is, uh, that's why generosity is one of the uh, very, very important in the Buddha's teachings. When we're generous, part of it is our letting go. It's a kind of renunciation. Uh, that generosity is us, us sharing is us not holding on too tightly to what we have and recognizing that we can share without destroying anything. And uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful quality. And when you are, when you can be generous, when you allow yourself to be generous, it's a beautiful feeling. So I like this. That one was a good, good story for today. Um, and the Buddha never wanted people to be generous to the point. He's very clear. He doesn't. There's nothing about ruining families in proper generosity. So it's not foolish, but it's absolutely a, a virtue that we should, we can, and should practice. So. Why don't we sit? You know, it's very important that we think of generosity. Uh, It's not just about money and, and giving money. It's about giving time, giving your attention. We're generous to people when we listen to them, when we really are present with them. Um, we're generous when we help others do anything or notice something that um, notice something that we can help them with. But it's generosity too of our attention and our time. So uh, being with your children and really being there and not being more involved in your cell phone or your plans for later. Just being with them, being present with others is, a, is an act of generosity. So there's all kinds of ways that we can be generous that's not about, that's not about money. So why don't we sit When we practice metta, think of what an act of generosity that is. And metta we're doing uh, for ourselves to help purify our mind of all kinds of thoughts of aversion or hatred or dislike. We're really, we're really working with ourselves, but by using the practice of metta as a way to purify our own minds, we're creating a safe space for others because we become harmless to others. And 
they can feel the safety of that. Yes, Ava says generosity of spirit. That's that's the best gift we can give. So when we're harmless to others, when we practice metta towards others, we are really creating an energy field around us that's harmless and safe and kind. That's a wonderful gift. So let's practice metta. If you've taken the uh, ten perfections, the ten, the ten, uh, what we we call in our temple the bodhisattva vows but the ten qualities that we work on, the very first one is generosity, dana. So just be aware of the body breathing. We certainly have learned a lot about the preciousness of the breath. During the last year or so with the pandemic, we're more aware May I be well. May I be happy in my mind, contented, and may I feel safe. May I be peace. Send these wishes sincerely to yourself. Don't skim over metta towards yourself. It's very important in this practice. When we really begin to love ourselves, we understand what a valuable quality this is. We see how it changes our life, and then we want to share it with others.
So don't rush through this very first important step. May I be well, may I be content, may I feel safe, and may, may I be peace. And now extend these same thoughts, these blessings. Our good thoughts are like blessings to ourselves, to others. May all my loved ones be well, be content and happy in their minds, Feel safe and be safe. And may they all be peace. Our loved ones include our family members and our dear friends, our noble friends, You may want to just think about one person in this group. Each time you practice metta, maybe pick out one person from your group of loved ones. Or if it's comfortable, you can just Imagine the group. And sometimes our loved ones can also be our difficult people on occasion. When we're very close to people, we sometimes have disagreements or disappointments. But the love is still there. We can extend out even further and think of all the strangers that we just encounter in one day. Not all the strangers in the world yet, but just the people we see during our day who we've never seen before, or maybe the face, we recognize the face, but we've never seen 
we've never introduced ourselves or been introduced to this person. It might be a homeless person you see on the streets. It might be someone in your neighborhood who you've never met. But when we see the stranger, we can connect with that stranger. They're a human being just like we are, with the same concerns, with the same issues and their lives that we have in ours. So we can connect that way. We can see any of our strangers as another human being just like us. And may my stranger today be well and feel safe. May my stranger be content and happy in their mind. May they be peace. have a difficult person in your life. It may, you may find them difficult if there's someone you work with and maybe you don't appreciate some of their, some of the things they do at work. Or they may be difficult because they're a loved one and You're going through a period of difficulty. Maybe someone you just can't uh, let go of uh, an old issue with. But for right now, Don't get caught up in what the difficulty is, but just see this person as another human being with the same same issues in their life that you have in yours. See if you can let go of those difficulties just to let them out of your head. Doesn't doesn't mean you have to go and forgive anyone or forget some injustice. But you can let go of anger and feelings of great dislike. There's no need to keep that. You can be safe without holding on to those old negative feelings. Those you can let go. Doesn't matter what the difficult person does. They don't have to know you've let go of anything. 
but for your own sake, for your own benefit, you can let go of whatever you're holding on to too tightly. Let it go for your own sake. That has become a defilement in your mind. Just the holding on to it. And even if you have to work at it, you can keep coming back if you need to and keep letting go, letting go. Your anger won't help the situation if it's one that you're trying to fix. If it's an old hurt or old abuse or bad situation from the past, you can let go of some of what you're holding on to, little by little, just let it go. It's not helping now. And now let's just move on to the entire world, this entire world, our planet, and all of the other parts of our universe. Include that. This metta practice is, can be taken to an infinite degree. We move out into the universe and think of all living beings human beings, non-human beings, and all the creatures and animals on our planet, humans and beings that are being born and beings dying. We just radiate metta out and it just goes on and on and on. Letting go of our fear and sending blessings to all beings. May all living beings, human and non-human, be free from fear and worry and anxiety, be free from hunger and thirst and the extreme damage caused by the weather May all beings be able to care for themselves or be cared for lovingly. And may all living beings everywhere be peace.
Now, if you can, just sit with this beautiful feeling, with this quality of metta just radiating out from you. It's a beautiful act of generosity. So may everything we do today, all of our thoughts, our actions, our speech, be done for our benefit and also be done for the benefit of others. So that includes our practice of metta. metta. Everything we do today can be with that idea, that feeling of metta connected with it. So I will see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for being part of my practice. Bye for now.